I'm Sebastian Mafud, and you're listening to WCAT Radio, the on-air wing of Enroute Books and Media, bringing you the dulcet sounds of Catholic wisdom. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Frey from Bereavement Miracles. We had a little glitch with the uh, video today. I'm so sorry for the uh, delay. Um, anyway, welcome to another Bereavement Miracles. We're going to figure all this new technology out, and uh, hopefully next week we have a, uh, a smooth... Uh, running program. Uh, so we're going to pick up where we left off last week. We started step one, but for those that are with me for the first time, uh, let me explain what Bereavement Miracles is. It's a 12-step program to unity and hope, meaning that when a loved one dies, or say you're going through a divorce, or you know someone that has maybe committed suicide, or you may have thoughts yourself, I'm offering a road to recovery so that you become productive in life again. And that's important for us all so that we can move forward in our lives and therefore be happy or at least be filled with joy at times, let's say. Okay, so what is Bereavement Miracles? Well, right now, if you would like to speak to me live, you dial this number, 515-604-9344. That's 515-604-9344. It's going to ask you for a prompt. That prompt is 914121. Now, you can call in freeconferencecall.com. You don't need to know that. But that will give you access to me, and you can let me know what's, you know, on your mind, in your heart, I'm here to try to help you for the next hour, okay? Uh, for all those that would like to purchase a book, this is not, this is not a, a site that pushes uh, bereavement miracles per se. It's just a, an offering. I'm trying to offer a way back home, meaning back to a relationship with God, with Jesus. Okay, I know it works, and I'll we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later, okay? Now, the preamble is that this is a fellowship of men, women, and children, if they you know, so desire to uh, participate, uh, and it is, uh, we share a common connection, the loss of a loved one. Even a pet, I know that when my, my Sparky died, I was, I was a mess for quite a long time. So I, I know, I've been there and I've done that. Uh, so within this fellowship, uh, I hope that you have an open heart and mind. That's the whole point to this program is to open up and let somebody else in, fellowship. Allow me and others to try to help you to recover from the loss of a loved one or a divorce or, or whatever you may be going through, okay? I know what it's like. Uh, but, but before we go any further with this, join me in reciting the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I can't change, courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And that's a very important prayer. It's a pivotal prayer as you progress in recovery accepting the things that you can't change, meaning that my loved ones are departed, but I can go on with my life. But a lot of times in the groups that I chair, uh, we need help. We need help from those people, spiritual directors, uh, leaders in our communities to help us, priests, deacons, religious, uh, whoever it may be, to help us along to recover from this devastating event. So I'm just going to kind of, uh, kind of not wing this, but I'm just going to offer up the program as it is written, uh, Bereavement Miracles. If you, again, if you'd like to buy a book, I should have finished that. You go on to either Amazon.com and type in Bereavement Miracles, second edition, or Enroute 
nrootbooksandmedia.com. That's N-R-O-U-T-E, nrootbooksandmedia.com. And you'll see the, the little tag there linked. It's a spiritual books, and you'll find mine. Now, I, this is the second edition that we're, we're using. So you want to make sure you're, uh, you're ordering if you're going to order. If not, I'm going to read the step over the air. So hopefully this, uh, you can identify with some of the things that I wrote. Again, this is my capstone project when I, be, when I received my master's degree from Holy Apostles College and Seminary in Cromwell, Connecticut, which I believe that if uh, someone wants to get closer to God or receive a college education, doesn't want to go into the religious life, but wants to know like I did, to know my creator a little bit more closely, that's where I would suggest that you go. It's very affordable, affordable, and it's um, you can go your own pace. That that's that's the key because you know we all work, and uh, but it's important that we know our creator so we, our relationship is stronger. Okay, I do want to uh, kudos to my uh, son Jim. Uh, Jim, thank you for very much for this. Uh, uh, banner that he he uh, made for me. I appreciate it. Jim is out in uh, Nebraska studying for his uh, master's degree in athletic administration. So congratulations, Jim, and thank you again for this uh, wonderful uh, backdrop. So this program talks about why things happen. Again, these steps will then talk about how we can get better, how this recovery program um, hits the ground running. But more importantly than why and how is who. Who is the source and summit to our healing, to our source of healing, okay, our spiritual well-being. So I, I'm forced to have to read some of this stuff. I'm, I'm not going to try to um, bore you with a lot of reading, but it's easier for me just to follow a system so I don't miss anything. Again, if you'd like to speak to me uh, personally, feel free. I'm here. The program stops, and I will discuss what you um, have in your mind or in, or in your heart, okay? I'm here to try to help you. That's all I'm doing. And, and some people think that I'm fishing or I'm hacking. I don't even know what that stuff means. I'm offering up to you a way back home, a way to recover, to be productive in life. Uh, I'm not out here to sell anything. The reason is, is that I know what it's like to have someone close to me die and not have any resource or anyone to talk to. So that's why I do this. That's as simple as I can put it. Okay? If you don't like what you see, turn it off. Um, take what you can and leave the rest. And, you know, that's how it, it works there. Okay? Again, if you'd like to run a Bereavement Miracles program in your own community, uh, again, this is the, the cover of, of the book, Bereavement Miracles 2nd Edition, and I've already uh, mainstreamed it so that all you have to do is just read on page 8, how to chair a meeting, read the step, discuss it. It takes about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. I would uh, recommend that you meet once a week. Uh, I have an ongoing meeting in Meriden, Connecticut on Tuesdays at 3 o'clock. Anyone can watch, um, excuse me, or participate. Uh, but it's, it's, it's good to have a meeting once a week so, the, so folks can really um, settle in with the program and realize that uh, fellowship is really one of the cornerstones to this program. Okay? So within this fellowship, you will hopefully find unity uh, and friendship uh, in a real sense that you're not alone. That's the point. The fruits of this fellowship should encourage you to identify uh, common experiences in dealing with the death of a loved one. So hopefully what I say, or if someone calls, you may identify with what they're going uh, through. So again, if you'd like to call, it's 515-604-9344. The access code is 914121, okay? So it's my hope that the guidance of this program inspires you to rely upon Christ as a full means to recovery. That's the point. So the sense of grief can often be accompanied by guilt, loneliness, remorse, anger, 
which is associated with your loss. And it can it can be traumatic and last for a long time. I know that to be a fact. Uh, we you'll find that through the caring and sharing of my story and hopefully others join in uh, that that your morning will eventually improve because all things are possible through him who strengthens me and in God's presence will fill you with joy and peace again you're not a you have not been abandoned okay and we'll go through this with step one we're going to finish step one this week uh, also, my son told me to make sure that I tell you that after all this, uh, th after we upload this video, again, we're live on YouTube. Uh, once I upload this, I'm going to share it to Facebook. And so if you can't spend the time right now, you can certainly look at that or click into the link and, and watch it. There's so much new technology. I'm a man of a flip phone, so a lot of technology being thrown at me and I'm doing the best I can, but the point of the matter is is that as the weeks go on, I'll get more comfortable with the format and how to make this happen for you all. Okay? So the, together, sh by sharing openly, folks, I hope you will begin to trust in God's familial love. Okay, familial love is a deeper love. It's, a, it's attached to agape love, which is eternal love, not eros love, which is a temporal love. It's, it's, it, 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 it loves things. Or Obviously, we don't want to get away from what we're talking about here, but eros love is a temporal, meaning that it's a passing love. Uh, so familial love is eternal love. That's the love that we're striving for. That's the love that we want to attach to or, or use or tap into so that we perfect our, our spirits so that we can see God face to face, okay? So this is a simple program. Bereavement Miracles really is a simple program. We show up, we listen, we participate, and we share. People are being changed by the week in my programs. I know this program works. Why? It's because, well, I've been a member of AA for 35 years. So this is kind of like off of the 12-step the program that AA has. So in the spirit of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, I have developed this uh, in such a way that it deals with the heart of the matter. Okay? But it also gets into a little bit of theology, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. So it's designed, this program is designed for us to find the mystical body of Christ, which uh, lives in the common good of you and me, the common good of others, which emanates from the heart of Christ. Okay? Our goodness is coming from God. So any evils that we do do, that doesn't come from God. That comes from our free will. But the common good is expressing this mystical body of Christ. The point is, is that as we go through these steps of recovery, we should have a new sense that God is doing for us, you and me, what we could not do for ourselves. The loss of a loved one is one of the most difficult and complex issues that we'll ever face. It's, it's not easy, folks. This is a, a tough one, okay? If it, it is the number one uh, experience that we go through that could really hang us up for years, and it does. It certainly does. You never get over someone passing on, okay, or their departure. Uh, remember, we don't want to get ourselves involved in a lot of mundane activities, hoping that the pain and hurt will simply just go away. The point of the matter to this program is for you to maybe have an aha moment and to realize that, yeah, I'm not alone, and this guy is sincere, and that he is trying to help me. So. If I just hang in there and listen to them, uh, maybe some of the uh, theology or what I talk about or express or share with you, you can also identify and feel though you're not alone. Again, if you'd like to talk with me uh, personally, it's 515-604-9344. And the access code is 914121. Okay? So the point of this uh, meeting, or meetings that I chair, is to uh, talk about your feelings. And so to remember, to remember being, uh, uh, 
for, for others to help you to remember that God doesn't ask us to understand all this stuff. What he's asking us is to believe. Believe in a higher power. That's what he's asking us to believe, like children. Uh, I think sometimes people think that you know religion is so, is, is so difficult. Well, it's like eating an elephant. It's one bite at a time. And if I can do it, you can certainly do it. I didn't know anything about my religion. But now that I have spent time reading one page at a time, writing a little bit, and sharing with others, I have a better understanding. That means I'm able to let go and let God a lot more versus trying to white knuckle through life. That's the point here. So belief because I believe does tether you and me together, okay, to a purpose-filled life, okay? And, and, and lastly, uh, together you and I will get through these difficult times. And I ask you, please, don't give up because you, in time, you should have or will receive a sense of hope and unity. That's what this program is all about. It's a program of hope and unity, unity and hope. Okay? So we did finish, uh, well, we started step one last week. So I'm going to uh, utilize a couple of different resources so that I can maybe, you know, spark your interest or maybe uh, that, uh, you know, you haven't heard this before. Uh, but we were talking about step one. You remember last week we said due to the uh, loss of a loved one that we admitted that our lives have become unmanageable. Now, I know that some of you that are watching this for the first time haven't really admitted this to anyone. I get it. Uh, who do you talk to about these things? Well, that's why I'm online. Uh, so that you can have somebody to talk to. I'll be here every week, every week, so that you will have a friend. I'm not trying to, again, trying to sell you anything. And, again, you take what you want and you leave the rest. That's what this program is built on, okay? You kind of one bite at a time to slowly start to digest some of this information. So maybe you haven't admitted that your life has become unproductive, but you know that it is. But this step asks us to consider that we admit that our lives have become unmanageable because of the death of a loved one. Okay? It's just a fact. It does happen to us. Okay? So in the contents, it says losing a loved one can be devastating. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's absolutely devastating. And it's an overwhelming feeling of abandonment, isn't it? And an emotional and phys physical emptiness certainly does cripple us. It does. This is what happens to us. There's a, a, a sense of numbness that comes over us, and it's overwhelming. And it can last from day to day to day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. Okay? Has mental fatigue or forgetfulness become a common thing? I know it did for me is I didn't have any energy because it was always in a state of guilt because, you know, I thought that I was part of my sister's death. Certainly I was not, but death threw me. It, it beamed me off the head, and I was not with it. So now that I have had time to digest all this, and God has revealed to me uh, these, these realities of death, and heaven, eternal, uh, e eternity, then I'm able to understand uh, and to let go and to let God. That's the whole point here. So there are questions. Uh, once you know, The whole point is, is to, to get out of our comfort zone, which could be in a malaise. A lot of people are um, sick and tired, but they're used to it, and they stay there. And that's not what, what we advocate here. We want to get up and we start, want to start moving forward. Not move on, moving forward. Meaning that you can take your memories of your departed loved one, but also move forward. And also bring joy and peace to other people. Because when you are able to give something away, you keep it. That's the point. Okay? So there are questions that people would ask Normally, these, these are normal questions. God, how could you have done this to me? Why did you take my loved one away? 
And, and, and those questions continue to preoccupy your mind when someone dies. It just it, it zaps all of your energy. So the point of the matter is, is that we want to not become or we want to get away from being exhausted all the time. We want to get away from being angry. And this uh, brokenheartedness, we certainly want to start mending that. And the way we do that is you either participate with this program. You can call 515-604-9344, and the access code is 914121. Now, I do want to make sure I, I um, send out a... Um, a call to uh, what's called WCAT Radio, WCATradio.com. And throughout the whole week, there are uh, programs that you can listen to online uh, that may be, like right now, and uh, excuse me, WCAT Radio right now is running live as well as YouTube, my program. So if you want to talk to me live, you certainly can, and that's how you're going to get access to me. Now, if you don't have the time to watch me live, you can certainly uh, listen to the downloads. And there are about 20 different programs throughout the week that WCATradio.com can offer you if you're looking for um, to quench the thirst of uh, becoming more aware of our Creator of Christ, okay, the Catholic Church. That's what we are advocating here, is to make America great again by all of us going back to our roots, which is what? Church. That's the body of Christ, to receive the Eucharist, to listen to the liturgy, to participate in the liturgy, but then to take it a step further and, and invest in yourself. Through education and programs, you can pull yourself out of the gutter or the malaise and start moving forward. You don't have to take, or I'm not advocating to stop taking medication. I'm not doing that. But I'm just saying that it doesn't have to be a dependency. You can use other means, and I have found that this, is, this works. It works if you work it. Okay? So we went through that desire um, to move on or to live again has fizzled out. That was part of step one that we talked about uh, last week. So we're picking up on uh, page 17 of the book. It says that uh, to answer these questions, right, we need to start from the beginning. Why did these things happen anyway? You know, what is death? You know, if I were to ask you, it, it, people don't know how to answer it. What is death? Well, it, it's, it's only a bodily departure. Now, I do have to refer uh, to theology because I don't want to just fill you up with uh, erroneous uh, subjectiveness um, uh, or an opinion. I want to give you the facts, universal facts, universal law, universal love. I want to give you something that is objective. Okay? It, will, it has uh, always been and it always will be. Okay? That's what I... I'm striving for is absolutes, okay? And that's why the Catholic Church, in my um, opinion, is where it's at. Okay, short and sweet. And this program is not to convert you or anything like that. It is just to try to maybe open up your mind to possibilities. And maybe you can become productive in life again. That's the point. Okay? All right, so... It's, a, it's not an end to our spiritual nature. It's, it's certainly not. Uh, but since Jesus' sacrifice on the cross has opened up the gates of heaven, death has really certainly a purpose to it. It does move us closer to a God-infused and God-focused life. Now, I'm going to skip to some other resources and just read you something um, that I wrote let me just, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to just wet my whistle a little bit. I want to read something to you that I wrote. And I'm also going to uh, promote Father Spitzer, who's on EWTN. His books are phenomenal. He's got four books out there. I have all four. And 
you want to know how to live a happy life, order Father Spitzer's books. They're excellent. Obviously, the ones in book and, and root books and media.com are all excellent Catholic books. They're excellent. But Father Spitzer has a way of saying things over and over again. And because I have a built-in forgetter, I, I don't remember a whole lot of stuff. So, so why does theology, that's, we're, we're talking about, uh, moves us closer to a God-infused, God-focused life. So then why does theology play a quintessential role in evangelizing or explaining the spirit of mission? And this program is a spirit of mission, okay, uh, to individuals, you and I, uh, who are suffering from the death of a loved one. Why is theology important? And how? How does one recover within the framework of one's own thorn in the flesh? Thorn in the flesh means what? Those heartbreaking feelings or those thoughts of anger. How, God, how did, why did you do this to me? Why couldn't you save my loved one or my pet? Uh, that, that's a thorn in the flesh. Uh, to a new surenergy of eternal realities uh, for the sake of his body, which is what? The Catholic Church. So how does death help us define the church? How does theology explain all that? How does it take the why and the how and point it to Christ. How does it do that? And for a lot of people that are watching this that may have fallen away from the church, it's okay. All right, God, God loves you. The point is, is we need to try to help you to love God. That's the whole point. Okay? And who? Who is the source of summit that integrates human sorrow? And what, what would be your best guess? It's Christ to the nature of divine love and renewal. It's Jesus. By exploring the process of human grief in relationship to how a person is restored back to spiritual health, we discover the fruitfulness in suffering in one's own heart in the lives of others and for the kingdom of God. So there's a purpose to this suffering. And that's what theology is trying to get us to understand. There is a purpose to all this. Fellowship, now we're going to swing into the program. Fellowship is an operating principle that inspires healing, the brokenhearted, and binding up their wounds. So it's through fellowship. That's the domestic church. That's what Pope Francis is trying to get through our thick heads, that we need to get outside of the, the rigidness of the, um, the, the, the old way, if you want to say it, uh, of the church. And I'm not saying that it was a bad way. I'm saying that we need to also, uh, like fruit, uh, we need to bear good fruit uh, because people's interpretation, understanding, life experiences, circumstances are all different. So this is a program to try to help those that need a friend, but also need a little bit more objective information rather than subjective. Okay? Through a systematic approach, that's this program, the 12 steps. It's a systematic program. To recover, one anticipates the impetus for self-sacrificial love in the hope of created good. Meaning that having had a, a, having had a program that's systematized and that we're meeting every week at the same time and we're going step one, two, three, four, all the way to 12 and then we go back to step one, this, these things, these re, uh, uh, divine revelations, they start to peel like, a, like an onion. Our understanding of it becomes clearer and clearer and clearer. So 35 years into AA, I'm still hearing the same things, but I'm, I'm realizing them in a different, or they would use in theology, actualizing these uh, precepts or what someone says, uh, I take it to heart differently. 
So I'm starting to use these things differently and starting to use that serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to now, through the wisdom to know the difference, I can change the things that I can, but help me to identify the things that I can. And if I can do that and be loving and charitable and looking for the created good in it, and even if that means that I have to suffer or take a back seat, then I'm good with all that. See, I'm not interested in being at the head of the line or running faster anymore. I'm interested in you. That's why I do this. I'm interested in you. I don't want you to hurt as much as you're hurting. I don't want you to feel abandoned. I want you to find Christ. That's the whole point. If you, I can help you to find Christ, and I've done my job. That's all it is. Okay? By re interrelating the, the natural virtues of agape love, and that's what this book does, and it comes through. Agape love is an eternal love. And, and what is, how do we have heaven and earth uh, uh, you know, dwell here? Well, when you're in a meeting and you're crying and you are really hurting, you need somebody. You need somebody to help you to shoulder through some of this stuff. Because when someone dies or you're going through a divorce or you have some stinking thinking on your mind, you need somebody that has been there, done that, and is recovering. I don't ever think that you're going to be recovered. Maybe some of you will be. I know that I'm recovering since the death of my sister, and it's been 17 years, and that's okay. But the point of the matter is this, I'm still progressing. I'm still processing information. And so this agape love comes through acts of charity through others. This fellowship is really the quintessential role of how theology is revealed and exchanged. Okay? So that in itself is a communion, so to say, uh, that shape and define our eternal character. So in order for me to have a beatific vision uh, experience, my character has to be disposed in such a way to realize or to see the revelation of God once I'm in heaven. So what I want to do is start to prepare myself now so that when God reveals himself to me, I can see more, let's say, it, it, this is sloppy theology, more of them. But see, you have to understand that you have the seraphim and, and um, cherubim uh, angels that are at the top. Of course, the Blessed Mother is, is there, uh, and then the angels are underneath her, and then we have the saints, and then we're all saints. But we are all uh, predisposed to understanding this beatific vision. And as we're in heaven, we will become, again, this is kind of... Uh, wishy-washy theology, but we will learn about God more and more and more for all eternity. This, they call it an ecstasy, but it's a, it's a revelation that reveals itself over and over, and it's, just, it's all new. So the higher you are up here, right, the angels and everything, you, you can understand the wisdom to know the difference. Does that make sense to you? So today, what we want to do is center an understanding of why theology does play such an important role to our eternal character. So uh, this transcendent language of love, this face-to-face -face dialogue that we have with one another, either here online or in our groups. Again, if you'd like to share with me, you're, you're welcome. Just call, get your phone out, your cell phone, and dial 515 Six zero four nine three four four, and the access code is nine one four one two one. So this uh, quantifies a, a, a dimension. This fellowship quantifies a dimension of divine healing. God is healing us. Okay, that's this created good through us that we are healed because God emanates through the heart of Christ, through us, to us, and to others. That's how this works. So it, so it uh, transforms an understanding of suffering into a new perspective of the spirit of Christ's act of redemption. 
So as we understand theology, we understand suffering, how it plays a quintessential role in helping another person. That's what step one is all about, is to understand that, A, you're not alone and that there are people that want to help you. Okay? And, of course, this Bereavement Miracles is a missionary option. It's an option. It's a, not the only program out there, but it is an option uh, that conveys the heart of Christ. That's what it does. Uh, and it synthesizes life to the ideals of the spirit. So when somebody is getting better, they are representing the spirit of God. Okay, so when they start giving it, they're able to... Uh, when, when, you, when you give it away, you're able to hold on to it. it. It's yours. So the more I give, the more I receive. And I don't do it to receive. I do it just to give you. And it's up to God to give me what he feels is right. But the point of the matter is, is that somebody's got to do it. And I'm more than welcome to do this. Okay, so that's how theology helps us to understand. Again, Father Spitzer's um, four-volume set is phenomenal to understanding this stuff. Okay, so before we go any further, let's, let's get back into uh, the, the step. So because Jesus is sacrificed on the cross, it, it's able to move us to a God-infused uh, God-focused life. That's what it does. And if that's the case, if we are moving or we're progressing, then we are pre preparing to behold God in heaven uh, and to live life simply by uh, incorporating a life of prayer, uh, going to Mass. I, I advocate going to Mass in the morning if you can make it. Uh, reading great commentary. I think the best Bible out there is the Navarre. Uh, that's N-A-V-A-R-R-E, Navarre Bible, set. Uh, the commentary is phenomenal. Uh, you might get this much of scripture at the top of the page, but and the rest of it is going to be all commentary. It explains the genre of what's going on, what time, um, what, what's happening in the, in the background, so we can understand, you know, what's up with all this. Like, let me give you an example. I'll explain something to you. It says here on, uh, on the 23rd of July, um, the, the, the uh, uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes wanted the teacher, they wished to see another sign. So how many signs did the, the Pharisees need? Oh, excuse me. I've I, I got to turn to this page. It, it, pardon me. I'm reading the commentary. What a, what a knucklehead. So some of the scribes and Pharisees said to Jesus, Teacher, we wish to see signs from you. He said to them in reply, An evil, unfaithful generation seeks a sign, but no sign will be given except the sign of Jonah the prophet. Now, why did I bring that up? Because he knows that through salvation history that the Jewish priesthood, the scribes and everything, are corrupt. They took advantage of people. They pilfered them. And so the commentary here is vague. Uh, there is a little commentary, and this is a great little uh, book to get. Uh, the Word Among Us, and you get it with the, the masses, and, it, and every day the, the readings are there for you to prepare yourself if you want for mass, or you just read and you reflect on it like I do in the morning, and uh, kind of like be able, the, putting the yoke around our necks. What Jesus says is, is there for us to get through these difficult days. But the point of the matter is that you're not going to get no uh, salvation history explained to you in a few uh, sentences. The Navarre Bible will go through all this and start to explain the aha. Oh, I didn't know that. And so it'll tell you the time. It'll tell you how corrupt these people have become. So Jesus goes right at them. And he says, you're evil. You took something that was given to you by my father, and you, and you screwed it up. You, you've, you've become a, a den of wolves. And so he's coming right out and he's telling them this. Well, you wouldn't know that unless you had someone to explain that to you. That's why the Navarre Bible is a great Bible to get, I think. I, I use it myself. You can listen to Christian radio. I would advocate a spiritual director. If you, if you don't have one, get one. 
a priest, a deacon, uh, a nun, somebody that you can just shoot some ideas. And, and just, you know, yesterday wasn't a great day for me. And I, I talked to my wife, and she's a wonderful person. She's a very practical individual, and I'm able to rely upon her to help me to understand. And, you know, sometimes it isn't, I'm, I know that I'm not going to get a, um, an answer to the question, but what I am going to do is be able to start to exchange back and forth with somebody else. And that's how theology works, through this created good, through talking to somebody else, okay? And uh, meditation is, is a great way. Uh, let me, while I use the word meditation, it sparks my interest to read this. Now, this is a great little book. Again, I'm gonna, this is a Jesus Calling. I'm not, I don't make anything off of this stuff, guys. I get these online and they're used. And Sarah Young uh, is the author. So, but I give these out to people. I just give them to them. I order them for a few bucks online and I, I hand them out. They're used, but they're, they're wonderful books. So let me talk to you about meditation. And, and, and hopefully this helps you a little bit. I am the light of the world. Us, we, men, women, crawl through our lives cursing the darkness, but all the while I am shining brightly. I desire each of my followers to be a light bearer. The Holy Spirit who lives in you can shine from your face, making me visible to people around you. That's what we're talking about, right? My Ask my spirit to live through you as you, when, your way through this day. Hold my hand in joyful trust, for I never leave you uh, by your side. The light of my presence is shining upon you. Brighten up the world by reflecting who I am. So in order for me to know Jesus, I have to, I have to fill the bucket of knowledge that weeps out every day because there's a hole in the in my bucket and that knowledge disappears so I have to read my spiritual books I go to mass in the morning I pray the rosary I'm doing this uh, bereavement miracles today and I will uh, tomorrow we're going to uh, meet at uh, three o'clock at, at the St. Laurent rectory uh, to you know all of us together as a group will go through the steps and our, our program, okay? So that's part of uh, a meditation, okay? So when the fog starts to lift, when you start to participate in a program, the fog will start to lift. And we come to realize that death is, it, it really becomes a prelude to God's loving grace and mercy. Um, so when a person dies, uh, death opens the wellspring uh, of good things to come. Now, how could I say that if you're hurting that much? Well, I did too, but I do this program now, and it fills my heart with joy to try to reach out and to help you folks. That's the whole point. Is in order for me to keep it, I got to give it away. And the best way to get out of my own poop is to help somebody else. Okay. So when we enter into heaven, the veil of darkness, which we call death, this exile, this from paradise, we become a new resemblance of infinite perfection, which is generated by the beatific vision. In order for us to see God, we have to be perfected. As long as we're in a state of grace, we can see God, ASAP. But if we're not, like me, I'm going to purgatory to do some time. And that's, I'm, all, I'm all right with that. As long as I get to see God, okay? I, I want to go as a humble heart, but I know that I got uh, sins that, um, you know, he, he's ready to reconcile with me when I get into heaven. I know that's going to happen. But the point of the matter is, is that I want to go to heaven. That's the point, okay? So, again, we need to be in a state of grace. So if we go to church, the Catholic Church, we can receive communion and, and reconciliation on a regular basis, and we can um, be absolved of our sins, which is a good thing. Okay, so we can move on with our lives. And so then we can start to be productive. Okay, 
So God calls us to a perfect life through the sacramental graces, which is one is the receiving the Eucharist. If you're not baptized, you would go through baptism, the confirmation, receiving the Eucharist, and, and all that kind of stuff. Okay? So in this way, we may, in the fullness of unity and hope, grow in a joyful communion with God in the beatific vision. That, that's what we're going to, that's what we're, we're going to do. Okay? That's why it's important for us to keep our aim on spiritual progress because every soul desires naturally to know its eternal essence. I don't care if you're atheist or agnostic, but you will desire to know God because when your ego is deflated, when you are laying on your deathbed, it says right here, it's another book, um, Making Healthcare Whole, okay? Um, it says here that there's a study, if I can, it says American religious and non-religious adults showed that people overwhelmingly want to reclaim and reassert the spiritual dimensions when dying. So it says right here that uh, we want to reestablish because of a sense of fear of the inevitable, our demise. Uh, we want to have people pray for us uh, and to wish good thoughts for us and all that. that. This is a natural thing that occurs. So I don't believe that there are atheists or agnostics. I just they haven't come around to it yet. But the point of the matter is, is that when you are seated in front of God, uh, I don't, you know, unless you willfully turn away from God, uh, you will probably embrace your Lord. But we're all going to have to, like, you know, if if you wanted an analogy of what, uh, hev uh, you know, heaven in our sins, it's like throwing a rock through a window. And you can go up to the owner of the house and say, I'm sorry. Well, that's fine. And God will say, I appreciate it. But you're paying for the window. So the point of the matter is, in, all, in order for us to have this ecstasy or this experience through this beatific vision uh, with God, we, we have to pay for our sins. Now, there are other religions that would say, well, Jesus did that. Yeah, that, I get that. But the point of the matter is, is I'm responsible for me. Jesus opens the gate. I have to put the energy into purifying my soul through receiving the sacraments so that I will be welcomed in. So the key component to understanding uh, who is predestined uh, for hell and or heaven is someone's refusal or, re or, or their uh, repent uh, to not accept God's merciful love and therefore remain separate from him forever and, and because of his own free choice. So someone who doesn't want to uh, repent, then, you know, you, hell it doesn't have a lock on the outside as one from the inside. You lock the door. God doesn't want to see you go to hell. But that's something that you choose. We've got a few more minutes. I did start a little bit late, so I am going to run a little bit longer than 4 o'clock today, okay? So we'll say we've got about 10 more minutes. Again, if you'd like to speak to me, it's 515-604-9344, and the access code is, is 914121. So the point of the matter is I want to address this right away because we don't have enough time to go through all this step. But a lot of people are coming to me and saying, well, my son or daughter has committed suicide. What am I going to do about that? I'm Catholic, and I know he goes to hell. Well, look, wait a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. If a person has invincible ignorance, meaning that they're under duress, they're under the influence, they're, um, again, when, when you're talking about mental illness, and if somebody is doing drugs, there's a mental illness there, okay? There, you're not operating in, on all cylinders here, okay? So the drugs or the alcohol or whatever it is is controlling you, okay? You may have a thirst for pornography. Well, that's controlling you, okay? You don't know of yourself because you, you are in what's called eros love, a possessional love. And that sometimes those possessional loves will bite you right in the ass, Meaning that if you get hooked into drugs and alcohol, that it will tell you how much to drink, when to drink, and all that, and the hell with everyone else or anything. That being said, God knows 
that we are under a lot of duress, right? That sin does prowl like like a dog, like a wolf, and is trying to um, really drag us down into hell. So yes, the answer is yes. Through the, the the teachings of the church, if you willfully turn away from God and commit suicide, willfully. Now you have to be of the right mind and, a, and an informed conscience, a right mind, meaning that you're not filled with drugs or whatever something traumatic has happened to you has caused you not to think rightly, well, you fall into invincible ignorance. That means that that responsibility of the wrongdoings that you have done are uh, kind of like, uh, well, I don't like the word neutralized, but it, it, it doesn't hold you strictly to the law of the letter, okay? God is merciful. That's what Pope Francis is trying to get to our thick heads. He's merciful. That means that he, want, God, he is preaching that God is through his mercy is calling us back home the sinner or the non-sinner. Okay, more angels and saints in heaven cheer for those that turn away from their sinful acts than those that are, say, righteous in the sense that they are uh, in the fold. But those that return, like the prodigal son, the angels all cheer, okay, because we, we, it's like that Spock thing. Uh, the good of the many outweigh the good of the few, right? Or the good of the few outweigh the good of the many. So we're not proposing that there's good or evil here. But the point of the matter is, is that trying to answer somebody that has a loved one that committed suicide, you have to be of the right mind. If that person came back from a tra traumatic experience, from the war or whatnot, then you fall into invincible ignorance. That means that God understands or knows that what you don't know. And Father Legault, God, um, I hope you get better if you're watching this program. Father was one of my instructors at Holy Apostles College and Seminary. He said this, uh, we don't know that we don't know. And once you bring in drugs and all that other stuff, you can be influenced. Like, say, for instance, you, you weren't raised with a father or a mother, and so you were raised um, without the virtues or being exposed to uh, masculine virtues is to, you know, to work hard and to protect others, uh, and the mother is to nurture and to uh, love. And obviously, the father is to love, too. But you need the husband and wife, right, to bring up a, a child properly as, or maybe let's just say uh, rightly, so that person that when they go out on their in their own uh, on their own that they can manifest that same sense of charity through uh, agape love because they received it from two parents. Well, if someone didn't have a parent, they, they're not as let's just say as well off as others. And that's a fact. I mean, that's a, and sociology will tell you uh, in, in the books. It substantiates that claim that people who have two parents, a, a father and a mother, do much better than uh, some uh, individual that was raised with, in a broken home. Okay, and the mother can do all that she can, but she can't be a father. The father can do all that he can do, but he can't be a mother. And you can't replace a mother's love with a father's love. You can't. And vice versa. It's just that's the way. That's objective. Those are objective universals. Okay? And again, it works if you work it. All right. So we're going to be uh, finishing out step one pretty soon. Um, the point of the matter is, is that what we want to try to do is understand that by uh, reaching out to another person, that fellowship is the cornerstone to spiritual wellness. Okay, agape love, God's eternal love for us, is really all that we need. So I'm going to end by reading you something, and uh, then we're going to do a prayer petition and some uh, prayers, okay? So in order uh, for us to help those grieving uh, the loss of a loved one, leaders like myself and, and you, hopefully you folks that are watching this, say, you know, if this guy can do it, I can do it. And I hope you do. 
leaders of the body of Christ, the Catholic Church, because we believe that the body of Christ is the Catholic Church because we believe in a real presence. It's that simple. Must develop a suffering servant like our brother, Jesus. Approach in the development of interpersonal and intrapersonal uh, perspectives to understand and share the incredible value and the opportunity of one's own struggle. That's what we're doing. Becoming closer to God in love. Therefore, theology is inseparable uh, to God, a God-infused and God-focused life, fostering unity and hope to raise above ourselves in fellowship. That's what we're doing in our own programs. That's what we're doing. It actually, it actually occurs in our programs. It nurtures empathy, compassion, generosity, humility as objective goods of love. These are goods of love. Empathy, um, generosity, compassion, understanding. All these things we need to be a suffering servant. So theology crosses the threshold of belief into the concrete by a willfully act of re resemblance to the promised resurrection, surpassing all knowledge, imparting life-giving grace and mercy, making us right before the Father when we demonstrate a willfulness to love another. So when we love another, we are actualizing the God in us. Okay, we can get better as a team together. We can do this in fellowship. Therefore, in any life group, like Bereavement Miracles, fellowship uh, of exchange shoulders the, uh, the visible reality of divine mercy. So when we are sharing, we are signs of this uh, visible reality. I can see in your eyes that you actually care about me. And that's what Bereavement Miracles is all about. So faith can pave the way in creating good. This reciprocating process transforms the dimensions of sufferings uh, into opportunities of forming a collective spirit of compassion, courage, empathy, freedom from self-centeredness, forgiveness, humility, a greater trust in God, inspiring us to call others to their salvation, a renewed purpose in life. So the point of the matter is, folks, this program is here for you. I ask you, please, sh uh, let others know on your uh, websites, your uh, Facebook websites. Let them know that there is uh, a program out there. It will be posted. You can access this 24-7. Uh, uh, and if you have any questions, certainly you can post them. I forgot to put, uh, because I'm kind of new at all this stuff, I should have put uh, uh, live chat. If you have a moment, you want to write me something, I can try to write back to you. Uh, but, folks, you're not alone. I know what you're going through. I'm here to try to help you. Uh, spread the word. Listen up. Next week I'll be here on Monday at 4 o'clock. Uh, and, and together we can do this. We can shoulder through this, okay? Because Christ is the center, the source and center of our spiritual well-being. And I believe this. I don't have to understand all this stuff. Uh, but the point of the matter is, is that it does work if you work. So God bless you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. God, thank you for another Bereavement Miracles on YouTube Live. Uh, we do thank you for all the graces you do bestow upon us. Help us understand... Uh, the difficulties uh, of losing a loved one or going through a divorce or having some stinking thinking of maybe suicide and whatnot. We don't need to do this because you love us. We need to recognize that life is worth living one day at a time. Help us to recognize that we don't have to white knuckle through life anymore. And uh, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Together we, we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those need of thy mercy during our hour of death. Amen. Spread the effects of grace, Mary, of thy flame of love, and your loving devotion, Joseph, for your family throughout all of humanity. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I love you. Uh, we'll see you next week at 4 o'clock. Hopefully I have all this technology figured out. Okay, we'll see you again. All right, bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed the program, and will join us back for another show on WCAT Radio. This is Sebastian Mafud. Good day.